they got all Lord of the Rings and they, they you know, stab and stab. Lord stabby. of the Flies. Stop. That's what I mean. Sorry. You knew what I meant. You knew what I meant. Sure. There's stabbing going on in Lord There's of the Rings. Stabbing as well. and everything, right? Frodo, Frodo um, not not quite good. not quite the same. Not quite the same. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide, Disco Citizens, the podcast where gorehounds and best friends Terry Gamble and Julia Marchesi break down a different horror movie each week, exploring a multitude of genres, subgenres, and sub-subgenres, classic and cult, international and underground flicks alike, determining which films are the goriest, and offering up Horror Movie Survival Guide tips to, to help, help you stay alive. Hi. Hi. Hi, Terry. Welcome to Horror Movie Survivor Guide. You and all the dis- disco citizens who are listening out there. Oh, my God. Thank you so much, Julia. I'm so excited for another week with you to hang out and talk about some of the scariest movies coming up in this next round that I think we've done in a long time. It feels like, like my brain doesn't even remember what we did before. But right now, everything ahead of us, foreign horror this round, terrifying. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we asked for suggestions for a horror horror round, and you guys went fucking hard. So you guys were like, "Let's give, let me give you the hardest thing from each country, and like you all shall endure." I don't know what they were thinking, but I, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Well, you know, we are seasoned uh, seasoned horror hounds, right? We should be able to uh, to, to we did take ask these for on, it. and we did, and we're yeah. fine, you know. So yes, go hard, go hard, listeners, when you recommend things including 2001's Devil's Backbone. Title of this episode is Limbo Water. If you've seen this movie, that should make you gag. The tagline for this movie is, the living will always be more dangerous than the dead. Okay. And uh, this was written by Antonio Trashores, David Munoz, and our buddy Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo, we love you. We love you, Guillermo. Good old old GDT. Gotta love that. GDT. And you know, Julia, he's going to do what you love best. You know what he's going to do? He's going to make a scary ass movie, but he's going to technically set it in some war torn situation. Julia uh, loves a war movie. Just kidding. It's like literally her least favorite thing. So thank you folks for recommending a nasty war movie that she has to sit through. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really interesting because uh, horror movies, you know, the gore go hard. The war movies, it's really, really bad for me. And I feel real. like. Every yeah. Guillermo del Toro movie I've seen, this is the deal. I'm like, oh, it's a, a fantasy movie. Oh, it's a horror movie. Now it's really about war. And I'm like, Ugh. every time you sucker me in. I love you, Guillermo. But Jesus, if it, the I know, war and the visuals, you know, are so oh. beautiful. I remember like seeing this trailer and being like, oh, it's so pretty. And like, you know, the little child is so gorgeous. Like it just like looks cinematically beautiful. And then you're like, oh, no, it's going to be awful like the cuter the kid is the more terrible you know the story is gonna be yeah so i mean this is this movie opens on a dead kid that's the first thing you see in this movie and i'm like wow okay that's when you start out and you're like oh we're killing kids here he don't fucking care so this is the level we're starting at and you're like jesus we're in for a ride uh we should mention by the way that this is presented uh produced by pedro amaldivar so you know that there's going to be some quality going on God, so good. Why is he so good? Like, I just, I, I feel like I just want to go off on like, I love him so much and his movies are so beautiful and so gorgeous. So of course this thing is like sumptuous as all get out. The cinematography, mm-hmm. I keep going back to cinematography in this. I think it's just so beautifully shot and just so gorgeous. Um, and then we just get these beautiful images, but also striking and scary all at the same time um, of 1939, war-torn Spain, civil war. And this little boy is sent to this place that he thinks he's going to leave. But uh, it's an orphanage, and he's not quite uh, up to the speed that he, that he is going to be dropped here um, and gets left in this place. 
No, I mean, they just, it, it's a its a bait and switch, right? They take him there and then they just leave him there, which is the saddest thing of all time. So this dead kid that we mentioned in the very beginning, uh, we see him, his head is bleeding. Uh, there's a little boy there who's crying. And then we see him dropped in the water, tied up. So we know he is somewhere in water and we frozen in time somewhere that mm -hmm. this little boy uh, was part of it. So he is left at the school where there is a bomb in the courtyard that was dropped there that didn't detonate, but it's just chilling in the middle of the school. Yeah. And so it's kind of like taunting you the whole movie, too. This is like, you know, literally like Chekhov's gun. This is Chekhov's big old bomb in the center of courtyard. Right. And um, the you realize I'm, I'm you're thinking maybe this has some sort of connection, maybe to that little boy, too. And I love that. What is the beginning? It says, what is a ghost? A tragedy doomed to repeat itself again and again. So. You know, we're in for probably some repetitive pain <laughs> just from the title, like the beginning of this movie, as people are talking about it, um, as we're heading right into the credits. Yeah. Uh, and so Carlos, who is played uh, by Fernando Tielve, who is stunning as a little boy, just perfect and like, you know, so good in this movie. And like one of those kids, they're like, how do you how did you get that performance out of that kid? Jesus Christ, it's so it's good. It's like Empire of the Sun, Christian Bale, like is what I think exactly. about. You know what I mean? Though it's giving me that vibe of just like you have this beautiful open face of this child, but also couched with tragedy. I'm like, how did you get this like sweet baby angel to look so sad and just like just oh, phenomenal um he's some, also some yeah uh he's also yeah. gonna do some some terrible things later yes yes kid. yes um so he sees the ghost of a little boy this little boy immediately right when he gets there so i think the new boys uh, the ghost would be like hey new boy here i am you can help like no one everyone else, else has been ignoring me um i've been here for a while i am the ghost that lives here at this school um could you maybe help me? And but this kid's case, basically, Carlos is going to go through hazing with all these other little kids as he's at this school. And um, but the ghost is still keeps popping up around him. And it's terrifying. Uh, yeah. We do learn. So the people who are running the school, we have Carmen and Dr. Cesaris, and they have gold. They are part of the rebels who are using that gold is for used for the, the cause. They call it the cause. Uh, so that the, we know that the money's there. They let us know uh, the gentlemen who leave Carlos there get some of the money and they take it away. Uh, so he is now in the bed of the dead kid, which is kind of terrible because there's so many beds in that dormitory. Just give him another bed, man. But I mean, I guess he didn't die in that bed. He, they just think he ran away. Yeah, the kids are like, yeah, he ran away. And so it it is uncomfortable, though, because some of the other little kids are like, that was their homie. That was like one of their best friends in this school. And he was well liked. And so now you are kind of like looked as like the substitute or replacement of the of the cool kid. So, of course, he's already well, like badly positioned now that he has like missing kids bed. But that's also where the like ghost can kind of haunt him and stuff, too. So there's that. Mm -hmm. I mean, teenage boy bullies are just the worst. Like, why do you got to do that, man? Just be nice. I don't, I don't, I will never be in the mind of a teenage boy. Thank God. So well, I think it's like a combination of like, you know, like we have, we all have that weird thing with our like moms. I feel like, like around this era of our life as you're asserting your independence and figuring out yourself. So I think it's similar for boys where they're jockeying for position and looking for who they're going to be in this world. And they're looking for, if you're weak, you're not going to survive, especially in this environment that they've been raised in. So I think that that's part of the taunting is really trying to push that. Um, but yeah. I mean, it's yeah, a yeah. lot for Carlos in the first 24 hours though, right? He gets dropped off somewhere he doesn't think he's going to be. He gets bullied by these fucking assholes and he sees a ghost like in twice in one day. So like, this is not where you want to be dropped off. And then in the middle of the nowhere, which they make quite clear that it's a day's, a entire day's walk to the next town. So running away. Yeah, they're in the middle of nowhere. It's not feasible. 
I mean, and if you run away, you probably die. That's what they're talking about too. It's like you can't get very far because it's too hot during the day, you know. Yeah, I would. I feel like I would still risk it though. Like running away with a day's walk, it's not that bad. You can take it anyway. That's not part of this movie. But what is part of this movie is in the middle of the night, we see Santi again, and he ends up knocking over two pitchers of water. So we then see those little wet footprints running away. So that they now are going to make him go get more water, but that's in the kitchen. They're not allowed to leave and go to the kitchen at night. But he makes the bully Jaime come with him. And he's like, all right, I'll go if you go. And so now Jaime's got to go because now he's calling him out for being a coward as well. Yeah, so this is like the big like, I don't know. It feels like a, like every summer party dare that you've ever had. Like it feels like that times like a hundred, you know, because the stakes seem really, really high because A, you've got to walk past the big old bomb in the center of the courtyard because um, you have to go outside of the dormitory, down the stairs, down past the bomb, then across the courtyard to the kitchen. Then the kitchen's also kind of like got this weird funky lock thing on it. You got to kind of crawl through this, this thing to shimmy your way in there as a small child as the bully looks on and follows him. Um, but there's also some other people happening to be around the courtyard that night. Um, some guys that are also in search of El Gold, um, you know, that are, are crawling around. Um, so there's, uh, some, uh, shenanigans going on with the adults. <laughs> yes. Uh, we meet our, our, our villain of sorts, uh, Yasinso, who was played by Eduardo Noriego. He looks so much like Eli Roth to me. Every time I saw him, I was like, it's Eli Roth. I'm like, no, no, it's not. It's not him. <laughs> he really does. Him. I didn't even think. Yes, he does. I totally, especially, yes. Especially Eli Roth in Inglorious Bastards, where he's got that kind of 30s haircut as well. Yeah. Like, it just looks so similar. Uh, so crazy. he's our, our, our big buff, very good looking bad guy who is uh, behind the scenes with Conchita, who is played by Irene Vicedo, who is uh, their got their secret, secret lovers. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We love secret lovers. So like she's a secret lover. But we yeah, there's there's a lot of double cross lovers actually going on in this film, too, because everyone's trying to jockey. And like this is like really. Even though this place is in the middle of nowhere, it seems to be a spot of great power because there is this gold hidden out here. That's why it's out there in the middle of nowhere. So everyone's trying to vie for this money. Everyone's just trying to get through this freaking war. Um, so you're trying to find happiness where you want. Um, she wants to get married and, and buy a farm. And, you know, of course, when you're talking about something idyllic like that, when you're like, oh, I want to go be with you and get a farm and just go away. It's like, oh, it's never going to happen, mama. That's like somewhere that's green. Little no. shop of horrors. Like, it you know, is. it's like, it's just not going to happen. Like, it's just, you can tell he's a bad boy. <laughs> I remember in high school, one of my friends got her first boyfriend and she, they were doing that. We're like, oh, we're going to go here. We're going to have farm. We're going to have dogs. We're gonna... And in my head, I'm like, none of that's going to happen, man. But I can't tell her. Right. And I was like, why would you do that? It's not. But anyway, I did uh, that so with you... my first grade boyfriend, Matthew, Matthew Aww. Wilson. Hi, Matthew. We're still friends on Facebook. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I remember being like, okay, you're going to be a veteran. I'm going to be a veterinarian. You're going to work at, you know, as a, as a, whatever. We totally did that. Like in first grade. I'm like, yes, you know, forever. Oh, <laughs> but first grade, it makes sense. High school, you should eh, maybe know better. Maybe move on. <laughs> so Jacinto, his deal is that he just wants the gold. So he has grown up in this orphanage. You can tell that that's really scarred him. And he just talks about how much he hates it there. He just wants to burn the fucking place down because he just he d despises it. But he knows that that gold is there. So his, uh, his deal is, is that he's been stealing keys from the key ring of Miss Carmen by distracting her with some loving. Yeah, he's been sexing her up. So basically, so this like older woman who's like the head, you know, ma matron basically of the school, 
Um, she has a wooden leg, so she's gone through some stuff through like you know her lifetime, and so she's um, got this heavy wooden leg that she you know takes off every night, and she's you know also strangely in love also with like the professor it seems like as well. There's a lot of love, unrequited love happening. And so, he, well, the deal uh, is like the yeah. professor is, is impotent, right? So yeah. he, so the boy, Jacinto's giving her that, and then, but the love and the poetry and the beautifulness is coming from the uh, professor. Dr. So they got they got like a full like yeah full little love triangle kind of situation basically like yeah it's like kind of kind of the perfect thruple, um, but also <laughs> terrible because Jacinto is just really just using her. So he keeps grabbing the keys each time after he like has her, you know, come to uh, <laughs> and um, has been trying to figure out how where this gold is. So he keeps looking. So while the child children are um, out there trying to get the water and little Carlos is out there um, there, all of a sudden he's going to see, of course, some ghosts because that's what he keeps doing. Um, he's going to see Santi and uh, it's going to be a difficult thing as he's tries, you know, tries to get this water. Um, so and, yeah, and they, Santi mm -hmm. then tells him that many of you will die. Yeah. Which is not what you want to hear from a ghost. Uh, and is especially when you just got there that day and you're like, man, don't put this on me. How am I going to fix this? I and just you got walk here. past a bomb in the middle of the courtyard. You're like, yeah, it looks pretty imminent. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like this thing that never detonated is just chilling. Um, and this place seems really terrible. So there's a huge rack of like scissors that are in the kitchen that like shake. And that's what gets his attention as he's filling the jugs. And that's where he like sees Santi and he lures him down like, you know, um, in further into this kitchen, a scary kitchen. Um, but yeah. And so, uh, Carlos, uh, Dr. Cesar figures out what happened and tries to get Carlos to talk because he knows something is up. Uh, but he won't, he won't give in. So I understand that there's the, the, the logic of like, uh, you know, um, snitches end up in ditches. Like I get that right. Where you don't being, being squealing is terrible, but also don't fucking protect that kid. Fuck that kid. I'm not going to like save your ass. You're an asshole. I'm going to understand the, the hierarchy of that place. And if you throw that kid under the bus, that kid seems to be the ringleader of all the other kids. Your whole life is miserable. It feels like it's miserable anyway, um, because yeah. then he goes down to see the pool again. Uh, he figures out that it's uh, surrounded by the pool and uh, Jaime, this bully kid comes down and is going to fuck him up with a knife. And I'm like, see, this is terrible. Either way you slice it. Uh, but Jacinto comes in and fit, finds them and ends up cutting Carlos across the face with that very same knife. Jeez, man, can't, kid can't catch a break. Yeah. And he had been and Carlos had put on like crucifix cleaning detail for punishment and everything like there's just a, it was bad. Um, and so, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Carlos didn't squeal when he, you know, he, he, he makes it through basically, you know, um, and uh, and he does yeah. save Jaime there as well, because yeah. he they when they get into the fight, he throws a Carlos throws a metal gear and hits him in the face and he goes down into the water. Uh, the disgusting water and uh, gets him out and so saves him keep saving him you're like okay Jaime like you he just saved your life man so like even though like he hit cool you in the him. face with the gear but still yes he was yeah. so this this whole hierarchy men hierarchy so stupid yeah it's really stupid but um Carlos ends up talking to um Cazares uh and you know, you know having a conversation kind of about this place and um he asks about the ghosts here and Dr. Gazaris is like, no, I am a man of science. Um, you know, fear sickens the soul. 
And uh, he talks to him about a special thing that's title of episode. Julia, do you want to tell us about this, please? Boy, do I. So, you know, in movies, especially in like uh, carny movies where they have the tent full of like jars of disgusting fetuses of all sorts, and they're always like manipulated and, and awful. And this is several jars of these things where you see the fetuses in these jars full of incredibly murky water. And uh, the doctor is explaining, you know, I, this is p- the people in town think that this water has magical properties and can heal you because it's disgusting fetus water, which he calls limbo water. And so we actually see him, he tries to get Carlos to drink it. He's like, okay, if you believe in ghosts, then you believe in this nonsense. So why don't you have a sip? And he's like, uh-uh. And so we see the doctor drink it. And I will tell you that this was the most like nausea inducing thing. I've like, cause you know, every time you see those jars in movies, I'm like, oh, what if you drank that? Like your brain somehow goes there. And then- yeah, cause it's liquid. And it's like, that's yeah. what we're gonna think. We see liquid, we're like, can we drink it? Is it safe? Like that's like our like old school, like, you know, evolutionary brain, I feel like being like, check it out. And they're like, no, probably not that one. No, I can't imagine. You would have to pay me so much money so much just to take one shot so well done to Guillermo del Toro for for in it you know aside with ghosts and and disgusting head wounds and whatnot we also have something like this because I feel like like you said like humans you can kind of taste it like you know what that would kind of feel like and that's the horror of it very universal sorry anyway (laughs) yes Mm mm-hmm I love that the people in town want to drink it, though. Like, that's like the thing. So Well, and he also says that money keeps the school going. So it kind of everybody wins. So he has to keep refilling that water anyway. So boys are awake all night having a comic and cigarette party. uh, Yeah, because, you know, new kid Carlos has brought a bunch. He got a little bag and he actually was kind of like a well-off little kid. So he had like a treasure trove of fun stuff that the kids were excited about. Yes. And he thinks that his father is missing from the war and doesn't know that he's actually dead and never finds that out in this movie, right? They never tell him that his dad's dead. No, he still wants to believe. So, yeah. So now that makes us even sadder. He's going out into the world to look for his dad and he's never going to find him. Oh, very sad. He could be somewhere. I don't know. Um, And so they also have like naked lady pictures and they swap some stuff for like the terrible naked lady picture that that, that they've done that that Jaime did, though, where where the the vagina is the wrong way around. Like that's it's a terrible drawing. It's awful. And I'm like, that's what you have. That's the best you can do. Poor kid. It's so cute. Hey, you know, you take what you can get in these hard times. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's like basically a stick figure. It's just like you'd have to work real hard with your imagination. Yeah. So. So Carmen hooks up again with Jacinto, um, but they do they don't ever kiss. And like uh, Jacinto says, this is the last time like this is it like, you know, um, she's feeling more ashamed by it. And he steals another freaking key. Um, and, you know, it, it's 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 a difficult time um, for all of them. Um, so but we, then uh, we get yeah, they get the story of Santi. Mm-hmm. Yes, that he d- disappeared the day the bomb arrived. So they feel like somehow those two are interlinked. The ghost came with got, the bomb. Mm-hmm. That maybe he got scared by the bomb and ran away. That's the story that's been going wrong. But Jaime knows better. And every time they talk about Santa, he gets that guilty look in his face and he just kind of, yeah. Um, so you so realize that's probably why he's lashing out. It's not just about you being the new kid. It's his dealing with his guilt for his friend being gone and a new person in his place quote unquote makes him very afraid 
Definitely. So Jaime's in love with Conchita. And one of the things that is in Carlos's box of treasures is a cigar ring, which is a uh, gold and pretty, but you know, made of paper. And yeah. he gives it to her while she's on her way to town. Uh, and it's very sweet. And she, she, you know, she's looking at it very lovingly, like it is actually a, re a, a real ring, uh, even though she dismisses it as kid stuff. But you're still like, oh, but that touched her in a way. And that's really nice. Yeah. It's not going to give her a fucking ring. He's an asshole. No, he's really not. And so it's like the it's so weird. It's like I feel like everyone in this movie is like grasping for some sort of affection anywhere they can get it. And it's just really, really difficult because everything just feels like it's bittersweet and tinged with like sadness. Yay. Thanks, Guillermo. OK. Um, and so, um, yeah. So Cazaro uh, heads into town to sell his hooch and Ayala um, is uh is captured basically and so um yeah 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 so we see him get uh, we don't see it but we see the doctor's face while he along with some other rebels are put against the wall by the international brigade and shot in the back of the head right in the middle of town so everyone can see where's fun guys where's fun you know it's, it's just awful. sanction killing why is it okay we're not going to get into that because we're talking about Guillermo! Yay! Uh, so Carlos finally finds Santi and is able to be like, I'm not going to go away now. I'm going to talk to you because we got things to talk about. And there's a really, really cool effect where the blood is coming out of the crack in the in Santi's skull. But because yeah. he was underwater, it's flying out like he's underwater. It's really beautiful. And it, it really is a unique kind of ghost that you can kind of see his skeleton under his skin. Uh, but he's not just a skeleton. It's it's really, really cool. Um, so Carlos ends up locking himself in a linen closet because he gets too scared. And when I love the jump scare where, he, where the maid opens it and they both scream at each other and yes. run away. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, and so the um, we now know that the she knows that the gold is in there as well. So like this gold thing is is playing around. We know it's all gonna. It always comes down to money, doesn't it? It's always the money thing. You know, but it I is understand. Like like yeah. as terrible as Yacinto is, I understand. I've been in this orphanage for fifteen years, and this is my only chance to get out. Because he knows if he leaves, he's going to be recruited into that fucking war he doesn't want to be in. So he's like he's trapped here. But he feels like if he has the gold, then he can go off. And I don't feel like uh, Conchita was ever in his plans. No, she like, was never. Was never she she was convenient, and she was there like as a means to an end. She was also there help, helpful to like help smooth things over while they were there. You know what I mean? Though, like there was a lot. I feel like that she was able to give that he just, just is not going to need her once he moves on, right? And his end so game because he, he's so consumed with it too. And imagine, I mean, if you're growing up in such a toxic environment as these kids are, like, and that's what he was raised in, like, that's all he's really got, right? So it's just, mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot. So, yeah. So, so he's, he's plotting he's to get room. out of there and he's going to, yeah, go on. Mm -hmm. He's in the room when Carmen uh, opens the gold, gold sees the gold and come, come in to get it. Um, and uh, the doc comes up with a gun and uh, Carmen ends up hitting him in the face with her cane and breaking his nose it looks like and they end up banishing him and he's off get out you are banished to mantua get out yeah yeah so um, uh, they so, so they mm -hmm. they so they end up they they're going to leave because now yeah. they know that he's going to come back it's going to be bad so they're going to take all the so, boys yeah, with them so yeah the professor's like cuz like we have to get out of here it's unsafe for us now like it's too much it's too scary um and like since now Jacinto knows like we have to clear this place so they're like 
Schnell. Like it felt very like that. Like we mm-hmm. have to gather up, gather up what you can and let's go. And so as they gather the kids up and they try to go to the car, of course, it's not going to be that easy because Jacinto has thought about this. He still wants the damn money. He knows y'all have it. So he's not going to make it easy for you to leave, even though you have banished him. Right. Mm-hmm. He has poured so gas he, everywhere. I, poured gas everywhere and left none for the car as well. And then he is out around the safe. He's got all and he knows the deal. So he's just going to blow up the safe. If anybody else is in the way, well, that's too bad. But I want this gold and so Conchita comes in with the gun and is you know he keeps like are you going to shoot me and like flicking it up out of her out of her hand um and I wish that she had there's so many people in this movie like just shoot him just fucking shoot him he gets there's so Mm -hmm. many choices chances of people to and I understand like you're shooting someone your lover or someone but like if you're shooting your lover to save an entire orphanage full of children I feel like that's justified but he was also an orphan of hers and so I feel like she has that still like conscience it's like she was kind of his surrogate mother and lover. I know. Mm-hmm. But like, do you know what I mean? I feel like she's got more more in that. And I think she would feel ultimately really bad about that. So, yeah, that's a, it was a miss. <laughs> yeah. So he ends up flicking his cigarette into that gasoline. And there is a tremendous explosion where so many people get terribly killed, uh, including many children. Or uh, and we, kid carnages. To- What's in my notes? Yay. Yay. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of that. It's Bad. a lot of dead kids. Uh, blood. It, so we we come to with the doctor laying on the ground with blood r- pouring out of his ear, which is not a good sign. We have this nice sequence of uh, no sound at all, where he's mm-hmm. woken up and is completely because he can't hear the blast. Yeah, yeah. It's like the car it. It exploded cool. and the building parts exploded, um, and so it's just you know a whole mess. And he's you know even as he's like stammering around, he has like basically left all he's left with really is like his own poetry and stuff too um so he he finds carmen who is not dead but has a giant piece of glass in her heart which he takes all that out yeah yeah it's always that situation where she's probably not going to live either way but you pour you take it out and it's just going to have her lifetime uh so he ends up giving reciting poetry to her as she's dying poem for the dying very sweet yeah but also heartbreaking yeah and so um Oof. Anyway, um, so Conchita tries to, you know, walk away and, and you know, tries to get help and stuff, too. Um, Dr. She's Zoris really the only adult who left. isn't injured. Yeah. So she's got to go find help. Um, Dr. Zoris grabs bullets, you know, because he knows Jacinto is, you know, going to be back somewhere. He's, they, they can't find him right now as he's looking around. So he's like holds himself up, like up on this like perch, basically like at the top of like the building kind of up like, you know, where he would look out. And he gets himself propped up, even though he's like all kinds of messed up and bleeding from the ears, the whole thing, you know, like he just looks terrible. Um, And he waits there with a gun, Um, you know, and he's like, all right. And he asks Carlos to bring him his records and music. This is like the beautiful parts where you're just like, oh, my gosh, the like. So he's like, this is going to help keep me up. Just keep, you know, keep the records going, keep the music going. And I shall sit here um, and try to look as alive as I can, even as he's clearly slowly dying um in front of our very eyes and leaves all of these poor kids by themselves to try to heal each other and and people are not looking good and they're all like you know 10 years old going like i don't know how to do anything and 
they um, Jaime ends up breaking down and telling them about what really happened to Santi and that he didn't do it, that uh, Yacinto caught them with the, he saw the gold. And so he knew he had try, tried to break into the safe. So he is the one that ended up killing him. So we now know that Santi, he wants, he wants Yacinto, like, bring him to me and I will take him down. He is the one I want. And it, did he lie when he said many of you will die? No, he did not lie. Nope. Straight up, he is, was absolutely correct, and they did. But we um, should mention that mm-hmm. these this giant, huge explosion does not detonate the bomb. No, nope. bomb is, is still there. It's still there. Um, but you know, um, yeah. But Jaime says he's not afraid anymore, and he's ready to kill. So you know, like they, they they're 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 uh, strengthened through this. Um, and Conchita keeps walking, and she sees the goon squad uh she's walking down the road and these are the guys that were not helpful and they're terrible men um and uh yeah he ends up Jacinto ends up stabbing Conchita um, yeah right in front of everybody because she keeps mm-hmm. saying I'm not afraid of you and he's like just say you're sorry and get the car and she won't do it she stands up to him she won't join the join the, the goons she's like no I will not be a part of your terrible uh you know uh thing here um yeah So um, he comes Mm -hmm. back and he gives Jaime back that cigar ring. So now he knows what he did to her. Uh, And so he's making the kids dig in the rubble, trying to find this gold. They can't find it. The goons can't find it. So they lock all the kids in the pantry. And Jaime's like, all right, let's fucking do this shit. They're like, but they're bigger and older. He's like, yeah, but there's more of us. Let's do it. You're like, yes, let's get crazy with this. Yes, kids. Just for Sparta. I know Juliet is another one, but that's uh, 300. And I feel like that's what it, what happens. It's, it's like when you're like have, you know, 300 people against like a thousand person army. That's this is like the vibe. This is these kids. They're like, OK, we're going to just do this. And so they, um, you know, scrounge around and they're they're looking for what they can find. And they, you know, uh, basically it's like the suit up sequence, you know, right. Um, as they get ready to, to bring Jacinto to Santi. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they, they make weapons a- out of sticks, out of all the things that are left in this closet. And they, yeah. are, you know, um, one of the little kids, Galvez, who is so cute, hurts his little ankle as they drop him. But they, he's like the only little one who could probably fit through this window that they found, like on the top. So like, OK, we're busting out. Um, and the ghost of Cazares actually opens the door for the boys. And they're like, wait, what? So now mm-hmm. the good ghosts are like trying to help and, cons- you know, conspire now because now we have a legion of ghosts basically helping them as these other people have died. So... The goons open the safe, and what do they find? Once they finally bust open the safe, it's just all Carmen's memoir, memor- memories and the boys' files. No gold. Mm-mm. So where is that gold? So his go- the goons are like, you lied to us, man. We're out. So they end up driving away. Uh, and uh, Yacinto's in there floundering around in anger and finds Carmen's fake leg. And where's that gold? In that hidden compartment she had for the gold. Word to your mother. That's sick. <laughs> And her leg and her freaking fake leg all the time. And they were like, why is it so heavy? Because she would complain sometimes because it was so heavy for her. It was heavy because it was full of gold. Um, and so the squad leaves Jacinto and he's left there with his gold. And the boys now taunt him and draw him down into their lair down in the little basement where the crazy, disgusting pool is. Yeah, and he takes mm-hmm. that gold, he ties some of it around his, in a, in a cloth uh, to his belt, and he puts some of the gold in his pockets. Uh, and so he's going to shoot the kids, and then uh, Jaime comes up, this is such a good, such a fucking good wound, stabs him in the armpit with this wooden stake. I was like, yeah, that's rad. a great spot, because that's like such a like weirdly debilitating spot 
space. Like it's just like, like it just can kind of take you. It's like knee buckling, right? But it's like in your armpit. And then the boys push him in to the water thing down down there into Santi and Santi. They all stab him. him a bunch first. Though. Oh, we yeah. Just mentioned like there's kids like you're filming kids stabbing a dude hardcore like this yeah. scene. I mean, how do you what? a OK, yes. They get all and Lord then, of the Rings and they, they you know, stab him. Lord stabby. of the Flies. Stop. That's what I mean. Sorry. You knew what I meant. You knew what I meant. Sure. There's stabbing not, going on in Lord of the Rings as well. and everything, right? Frodo, Frodo um, not, not, quite, not quite the same. Not quite the same. Lord of the Flies. Yes. They like, oh, we did, we did it. Piggy. Okay. And so, um, but the gold, because he's put all this gold in him, is weighing him down. So as he's going into the water, his greed literally pulls him into his death because he had weighted himself down. So, uh, yeah. So they, the kids are, now that he's dead, they're the only people left. Everyone's gone. So they have to walk into town by themselves and try to help each other get into town, even though it's a long ass way away. And they, so when the narration that we had gotten at the beginning of this movie about what is a ghost and it comes back around and it's the doc and he says, I'm a, a ghost. That's what I am. So you realize that this, this movie has been narrated by a ghost this whole time. Yeah. And he, you know, watches the boys basically leave. And, and he uh, can never leave. Can and now he's leave. stuck there, stuck there with Santi and all the dead kids from the bomb and Yasinto as well. That's a Hold, place just, of ghosts. Yeah, just holding that. And he's still like stuck up there holding the rifle, you know, up waiting. Um Aww. in his little perch. Uh yep. with his record player forever. Well, at least he's got a record player. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, if looking for the silver lining, right? <laughs> yes, Julia. Well, so, I try. Score factor for this one. Uh, one, not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two, a puddle of blood. Three, enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four, a bathtub of blood. Five, uh, I'm guessing it's a run for the Bart bag, kids, because uh, when you have to drink limbo water and there's literally a full tub, not just a tub, but a pool of like bloody looking water uh, that the final kill happens in, uh, you know, we got some things. This movie yeah. is a full five. It went hard. When you when you explode, kids, that's, that's definitely yeah. a five. That'll do so, it. Movie ratings, Chainsaws, mm -hmm. one, if you're desperate, two, barely qualifies as a horror film, three, seen worse, seen better, four, not too shabby, and five, fantastical. I gave this movie a four, and the only reason is because I'm like, I can't do the horror stuff, man. That stuff gets me so hard, and it's very beautiful, and it's very well done, and I think it's a very unique movie, especially because you're doing this all in this one like location in this one school, and I think oh, yeah. the kid acting is great. Uh, it's a very unique film, uh, but it, it too much too much too, too much, much war for julia too much war too much war. Kids. good god what is <laughs> it good for making gdt movies good okay um that's what it's good for it's good for making these movies great i think it was really well done i think it's a really good um you know just if you're thinking about starting a war watch one watch a gdt movie and be like maybe not because it's like never a good thing like it really messes with the kids it's really just a terrible thing what did um, you give it I give it a I give it a five. I think it's okay. fucking awesome. Um, it was very scary. It still still scares me. It's still the disgustingness of the limbo water and all of it is just like it's a lot. It's amazing and that everything that happened in that movie and you're still like limbo water man. <laughs> like that's still the thing. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, see. it's the it's the thing that lives on with me for sure. <laughs> Thank you, GDT. We yeah. appreciate that. Um yeah, and yeah, yeah. Every, every time I see one of those in a movie upcoming for the rest of my life, I will also that scene will also Correct. be there. Correct. So, well um, so yeah, well done. Well done. Um, how do we survive this if we were to survive this, Julia? I mean, if I was Carlos, I would have walked to town immediately. 
like as soon as they he realized he was left there. As soon as they as gave soon me soon a, a bar of soap that they told me I was going to have to use for a whole year. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would have like, I would have left because, it, you know, w- within the, the first 20 hours, he sees that goes twice. And I feel yeah. like, OK, maybe would have slept one evening and then be like, fuck it. I'm out. No way. Uh, I, I would left. I would leave. But yeah. if you're I, and I feel like any of the kids, I mean, anybody in this movie, you could just leave hypothetically but they i mean i know it's a truck to get there but yeah. it's not like a week's travel right it's just a day it's not that much uh i know it's hot bring some water we're good uh leave that's my that's my get what, the hell what out of say? there yeah I, I think that is i think it's just one of those things where it's just like your fear of the unknown and what's going to be out there and what you're going to end up at is like just as scary almost too because there is the civil war happening too right so i mean even when people did go into town like they literally just got shot almost as soon as they got there so it's like sure but the there kids is don't that, know that. But the kids, yeah. So if I was one of the kids, maybe I'd head out of there. But as the adults, I think it just gets harder. So it's like, how do you survive if you're one of the adults too, you know? You I feel don't. like it's, I don't know, you still leave. I guess it's yeah. that feeling self-preservation, like how much do you yeah. want to be in this? And of course, uh, don't be greedy. Don't don't lust after gold. Yeah, don't that be greedy. Will bring you down. We always love when you play, pay some time with us spend some time we're fine and uh, <laughs> thank you for listening we are on uh, twitter we are on facebook we are on instagram we are very chatty we love to talk to you and as this movie is clear we take recommendations so please recommend any movie you would like us to see if we haven't already done it we'll take it into consideration add it to our giant list yay thank you so much you guys thank you for these recs um, I'm excited for next week too so join us then um, you can also get some merch if you feel so inclined we have fun hoodies and mugs and bags oh my at Teespring store um, you can also support us we are independently just us and Sierra uh, making this show and you know for y'all so if you want to support us we do appreciate that throw a coin to your witcher um, at patreon slash horror movie survival guide have a wonderful week and we'll see you again next week for more international horrors yeah ha 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 Thank you for listening. Horror Movie Survival Guide is independently produced by Terry Gamble, Julia Marchesi, and Sierra Ryan. Hey, that's me. If you would like to support the show, find us on patreon.com slash horrormoviesurvivalguide.